The Birth Circle podcast features experts in all the nuanced areas of pregnancy, birth, and postpartum with the aim of helping women make the choices that will keep them safe, healthy, and empowered. We respect all birth choices and believe in supporting informed consent and evidence-based practices. Nothing said on this podcast should be taken as medical advice. You should always seek the advice of a competent professional for your care. Welcome to the Birth Circle podcast. This is Sarah with The Birth Circle, and today I have Soraya Price, and we are talking about empowered C-sections. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> How to have a family-centered, awesome C-section. Totally doable. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I've seen it. <laughs> you modeled it for me. So tell us about, you know... what. How did you end up being the most awesome C-section mom I've ever met? Uh, well, it was a long journey <laughs> to get there. Um, so just some history. I have five children. I've had all five children C-section. Um, the My first um, was emergency after 36 hours of my water being broken and being stuck at an eight and getting a fever and he have and my son was having D cells and not tolerating well anymore. And so that was an emergency C-section and really unplanned and not wanted and totally terrifying. Um, but uh, he was born with some complications, um, birth defects that really did necessitate him needing to be born. So it's kind of lucky it was a it blessing. Yeah. It was ended up being a blessing in disguise. We didn't we didn't know ahead of time that he was going to have um so many issues. <laughs> Plumbing um, issues. Yes, yes. Um so uh, that one was really a blessing in disguise, although unwanted and yeah, traumatic. Sure. It was easier on the backside to in recovery to be like, oh no, that had to happen that way because yeah. otherwise he wouldn't have made but it. But going into it, you that's not what you that were expecting. That's not what I was wasn't expecting. Your plan. No, right. nope, not at all. I hadn't even considered that a C section was an option. Like I hadn't even thought about it. And that really goes back to, I really went into my first pregnancy so unprepared. I mean, I took the hospital one day, mm -hmm. like tour of the hospital and this is how a baby comes out. And like, this is, you know, your water breaks and then the baby comes out and it's all done and we give you an epidural and it's great. <laughs> like that was all I knew. Um, other than I had been exposed in my childhood to, um, a friend's mom who had done home births and I didn't, we were renting a tiny <laughs> little apartment. So that wasn't even an option that I would have loved to have done that, but thank goodness I didn't. Cause that yeah, oh, really bad oh my goodness. <laughs> for my, for my oldest and all of his medical needs. But yeah. So like my going into it, I was just like, I, I just, it wasn't even on my radar of possibility options that I could, that I'm, that things wouldn't go as quote unquote normal and that this cascade of interventions that I allowed to happen um, would lead to necessitating a C-section. So mm -hmm. it was just really not even on my radar, which meant, made it really shocking and, yeah. and scary and unfun. Yeah. <laughs> really, really unfun. Um, so with my second child, I thought I'm going to VBAC. I'll be great at this. My VBAC body's... is vaginal birth after cesarean. Yes, yes, vaginal birth after cesarean. Totally going to try this again. Yeah, I'm going to try it again. First time was a practice round. <laughs> I wasn't broken. Baby needed to come that way. It was just, you know, it was what he needed, and that's why it happened that way. And so I, but instead of getting educated, instead of knowing my 
what to do and what my options were with VBACing. I just trusted my provider. Um, oh, <laughs> you went into a VBAC. You're like, you're very optimistic. I was very optimistic that <laughs> my body was not broken. I could totally do this. People do this all the time. Like, this is, it's going to happen. It's fine. Yeah, no it's problem. absolutely fine. Totally. No problem. Um, but I didn't do any research and I didn't do any education, which then led to staying with my same provider and allowing, again, cascade of interventions, induction instead of going into my water broke just fine with my first. I should have just let it happen with my second. I mean, I know now, but I didn't. Mm. I, they said, if you're going to be back, we're going to have to induce you a week early. You have to be scheduled. That's so silly. That's so silly that you would, that they would, okay. Yeah. Sorry. So I'm going to just yep. be quiet. <laughs> no, you're fine. No, so <gasps> it has to be scheduled and you have to have an epidural. Because it's going to be so much easier to induce a baby and have a, yeah, yeah. okay, I, we just have to move on. Otherwise yeah. I'm going to get so. I know. I know. I, when I think about it now, this is the birth that makes me angry. This is the birth where I'm like, but you stuck with the same how provider. Dare you? What did you? <laughs> well, uh, just for the first two, I didn't keep yeah. her after that, <laughs> mostly because we changed states, and then I knew better too. So you know, but yeah. um, well, this is just when people say that they want something that, like, they say, oh, well, my doctor has a thirty percent C-section rate, but he said I could try a VBAC. Yeah, really? Yeah, she was very try try a provider that will match what you're. You right. would like your ideal expectations to be. For sure, for sure. And yeah. there's so many things I know now that I was like, that when I look back on that, I think, why, why, why did I ever uh, think that that was going to work out? Because obviously it wasn't going to work I just got to chill because I get really emotional when I, I, when I hear stories about women's rights being taken away and it's, and it's because they didn't get themselves educated, but then how did they know they needed to be educated and right. why can't the provider just take care of this client? Just... Ah, so yes. chill. I just need no. to chill. Okay. So second birth, did you get your V back? No. Nope. <laughs> I no, guess I saw did that not. <laughs> I did not get my V back. I had, again, a very long labor. 38 hours after my water broke, I still was in pretty hard labor on Pitocin. Wow. Like, she let you go 38 hours though? I fought to, to not have another C-section. I was kicking and screaming and refusing and they were trying to get my husband to sign the paperwork and they were trying to like it was bad mm, wow I was mad and I did not want it to happen but there came a point where of course they say your baby's gonna die and things are you know decels and so then at some point you just kind of give in mm -hmm. and that's what happened so <laughs> and then another C -section. I ended up with okay. another c-section third time's a charm right third time's a charm third time and five years later there's five years between these two kids almost to the day um we moved states and I said not again this is not happening so I shopped I doctor shopped mm -hmm. I looked around and um and found someone who would who I explained my whole story to and how fearful I was and what I was scared of and what I didn't want to happen. And I made the very intentional choice to not labor, to not try to VBAC um, because of the trauma I had from the other two. Mm -hmm. I did not want to labor again. It was long. It was hard. I mean, Pitocin contractions are they're, they're mm -hmm. hellish. They're yeah, horrible. They're hard. And I had two... Um, epidurals that nicked my spinal column and had complications post um, ah. because of the anesthesiologist that was the same for the first two kids and so um, and I still have residual issues and with my lower back 
because of those first two. <laughs> anyway, so I explained all of this around and I found a doctor who listened to me and I felt compassion. I felt like they were, they were compassionate toward me and they understood. Um, he didn't think I was crazy. He could understand why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And he was very much like, okay, I'm not going to do anything without your consent. And I'm going to, we're going to talk about it now. And we're going to talk about the day of, and we're going to talk about it when we're in the middle of it. Like, he was just very much there to hold my hand. And I finally felt like I could breathe and mm. feel, I felt like, okay, I can trust you. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, trust was really hard for me yeah. with doctors after those two experiences. It for was sure. really hard. So, and I already didn't really love the medical profession. And so this was just like one more, those two yeah. situations was one more thing. Like, see, you can't trust doctors. <laughs> Um, but I really, really worked hard to find the person that was going to be supportive to me and what I needed to do and the choices that I wanted to make. So I went into it with a very intentional decision to have a C-section for my third. And I wanted, I wanted calm music playing and I wanted to be able to see, um, my child be born. So I wanted them to drop the drape. I wanted them to be, I wanted a mirror. I didn't want them to talk shop over me um, <laughs> because that happens. Because <laughs> you're a slab of meat on the table. <laughs> right. And I didn't want it. I didn't want them to play their music. I wanted like calm classical music with no words. I didn't want words. Oh, that's cool. Um, and I mean, I it's just, cool that they let you play your music. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I have a, I have a classical channel we can play and so I was like perfect wow Great. and I just really wanted peace <laughs> I didn't want to go into it fearful so we picked a day that felt right um we you know I picked my outfit that I wore that day um he talked to me about every single step of the way he came in they don't always come in right at the beginning when you get admitted um for a C-section, the doctors usually come in like right before you go into the OR. You usually get admitted an hour, a couple hours before you go into C-section. And he knew how scared I was and the fears oh that goodness. I had. So he came in early. And he talked to me the whole time and he never left me alone. So wow, that C-section changed my birthing experiences. It was great. And he continued to be my doctor for the next three. So... So wow. he had, he's the doctor for my last three. So he, he changed my um, my faith in the medical profession that yeah. they could be respectful. Yeah, He'd that listen. they could honor, they could listen, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that we could work together. And it didn't have to be an ego thing. He wasn't no. in charge. No, it wasn't an ego thing, and I never felt like that from him. Like it never felt like. I am God. You must do as I say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it never felt. Or your baby's going to die. <laughs> right. Right. It never, ever felt like that. Not, not even in the, not even a little bit. And so it was very intentional and it was really peaceful. And um, there were things that I learned in that birth that I was like, okay, for the next one, I want to do this or I don't want to do that. Okay. Yeah. So what did so, you change for the fourth? Cause you're very so, good at this at this point. <laughs> so for the fourth one, um, so I get really nauseous during C-sections. Um, it's, it's a, it's a very, it's an invasive procedure and it's the strangest They're experience. They're not gentle. They're not gentle. It's the strangest experience. It's really hard to compare it to anything else uh -huh. in your 
repertoire of experiences. Never, but never. <laughs> if you could kind of that sensation where you feel like your stomach's bottoming out, like on a big <gasps> drop on a on, oh, a, on, a, on a roller coaster. coaster, you know, that sensation of like weightlessness inside your body. That's what it feels like. It feels like that. That's a, that's a, not, a lot. And but it also feels like pushing and pulling from the inside. So it's a combination of those two things, which is a very strange experience. It's really hard to, it's really hard to. Uh, that's a pretty great description, though. <laughs> I mean, I'm feeling it right now, and I don't like roller coasters. So. Yeah, I'm not a roller coaster lover either. Anyways, uh, so yeah, it just. Wow. Yeah. So it's a weird experience and really hard to like associate it with one other experience you have in the earth because it's very just very different anyways it's not really one that mother nature normally intended no <laughs> provides i mean you don't have actual like lots of feeling down there for a reason right right <laughs> that kind kind of tactile feeling yeah so you throw up after your babies? i do so i get so just in general i get motion sickness so that feeling of the weightless stomach that drop out bottom out feeling um is what is is what makes me nauseous um, also I don't react very well to the anesthesia. So I think it's kind of a combination to the, t- of the two things. Mm-hmm. And so I puked on my first three kids. Like they bring <laughs> them to me and they put their sweet little heads right by my face. And, and you I just p- wanted to make sure they got all their gut bacteria right then. Right. Except not the right gut. Anyway, so, not quite the gut. <laughs> so after the third, <laughs> um, and, and knowing that this would probably happen again, I, I made the decision to say, okay, bring me baby for like a quick second. I'll give him a quick little kiss. And then baby's got to go away from my face because I will puke on them. <laughs> and I don't want to puke it's on my child. It's super though. <laughs> and I don't want to puke on my kid. And you're kind of, so you're strapped down. Yeah. Um, so you and don't you have, have a choice. have one arm free um, so that you can kind of hold baby near you. Um, they'll, free, they'll let you have one arm free up. Um, you can ask for that. That's some... Doctors, they in the hospitals, they just automatically strap both your arms down. But if you tell them I need to have one arm free or that you're claustrophobic, they can. There are things that oh, oh like, my, me, I did I'm not very, realize that because I would not be okay with the strapping down thing. Yeah, I would freak so out just that one arm. Though usually the IV arm will stay. Oh, that down. makes sense. Um, but you you can ask to have your other arm up. They automatically will strap it down. It's just like I think out of habit, out of tradition, out of I don't know, but <laughs> ease for them. But if you tell them, that is one thing you can say. Like yeah, I don't I want can. my arm strapped down. That's I need really to have an arm free. Important to know. Yeah, and the drape they usually keep it kind of close to your face, and I'm super claustrophobic. I don't like it, so I tell them you've got to move that drape down. I mean, there's a lot of real estate. You got to me in my belly. You, you can... got to move it down. <laughs> I don't want it up on my face because it makes me feel panicky. It makes mm-hmm. me feel like I can't breathe. And I'm like, okay. So, did they do a clear drape? Um, the hospitals that I've delivered at now have clear drapes. I know, but when I was delivering kids, <laughs> they didn't mm. have clear drapes available. But they did drop the drape so I could see them pull baby out of my belly. Cool. That was because I asked them to. Yeah, because you asked. And it's no big deal to them. I mean, no. The drape is it, the drape. The purpose of the drape is to spare you the blood. To spare you the blood and to help keep a sterile field. Ah. So, um, but yes. So, so they can drop it. They can for drop you it in a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I and cool. I did. They did. Um. So I was able to see my last three come up out of my belly, and that's because I love it, and I love to see that. And blood doesn't bother me. Like I'm not squeamish. Roller coasters. On those the other hand, me. <laughs> I mean priorities. <laughs> Car sickness is definitely a thing. Blood, totally not squeamish. About. Alrighty then. 
<laughs> and this is why I'm not a midwife. <laughs> um, so, so you're fourth. You did not puke on that baby. No, I did not puke on her. She came. I and gave you, her a little kiss and a snuggle. And you planned your makeup and your outfit again. Yep, and yep. it was a complete plan section. You had yep. your your all your duckies in a row at home. And yep, she was great. We did have to move her up a little bit. She. So she ends up having a heart murmur, and she still does. Um, it's mild, but they were a little bit concerned because it wasn't resolving, and they and she wasn't doing super great um, mm-hmm. in the belly. <laughs> so um, we bumped her her delivery date up about a week, and it was good. They needed to see what was going on with yeah. her heart, um, and because my sister has a son with um, severe heart deformities. Um, and those tend to run in families. So they we wanted just, to keep an eye on her. We just needed to get yeah. her here. But the whole and time, she's okay. they, they kept you posted. Like, Oh, they, yeah. No, she. they got her out. They did an ultrasound of her heart. They looked at her. I mean, they brought her to me right away. I saw her come out of my belly. She was screaming and crying. She was pink. She was fine. Um, <laughs> she's still screaming and crying. And <laughs> yeah, she's still and little. She's yep, all of those things. <laughs> um, and I snuggled with her for a sec. They took her away. They pushed the anti-nausea medicine. They did a quick ultrasound of her heart and did her APGAR score. And she was doing fine. And so they brought her back to me once the nausea meds kicked in and I didn't feel like I was going to puke anymore. And then she stayed with me um, while they stitched. And when I went into recovery, she just stayed with me that Wow, so you can have your baby back on. You did so. You mm-hmm. did skin to skin on your chest. Um, I didn't do skin to skin on on chest until he's back in the room and I can unwrap her. But I just held her bundle held her like with bundle. one arm. So she didn't have to, to go to the nursery. No, no, no. They don't have to go to the nursery. Oh, I thought I mean, they did. Mm-mm. I thought okay. Well, see. no, you don't have to. Um, with my last one, I did send him to the nursery. Um, because I had had a surgery while I was seven months pregnant that caused some complications with that delivery with my last one and I couldn't have him near me like I Mm. just I I knew he needed to go so that I could focus on staying present and in my body Mm -hmm. um and so you basically had six c-sections I did have six c-sections because you had a major abdominal surgery while you were pregnant I did yeah he got to kind of be born twice ish (laughs) They didn't cut the sack or anything. Like they didn't. No, no, but they had to kind of move him over out of the way to get behind because it was an ovary issue. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So then your last birth, uh, is there anything you would change? I mean, yeah. So my last birth, and this is the one you got to hang out with us. Yeah, I have to. I spoiler alert. I got to go to this one. Yes. So I can say, I can say, I love her guts. <laughs> Sorry, literally, dumb joke. But I'm the only one that's ever seen them. I've like literally seen your guts, and I it's love true. them. <laughs> no, but I, I did. That was so cool. Is that um she had had her she was planning her fifth C section, so we went and got special permission from the hospital. This is very very rare. Super rare. Super rare. Um, but we got permission from the hospital for me to be in the OR with her. And so I got to film the birth of her last baby. Which is fun because I've never had a birth video for any of my kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it's super rare and so hard. Sarah did a lot of meetings behind doors and signing of papers. Lots of signing of papers. (laughs) To get in there. And I love your anesthesiologist. um, He's the best. So funny. And he was just lighthearted. And he he didn't leave your side. No, he's awesome. And he was also part of the birth team that my um, OB with my third and then subsequent births brought in and said, look, she has had 
a really hard time and she had complications with her first two epidurals. What can we do to make this easier for her? Wow. So he built this team for you. Yes. So this anesthesiologist, we, my next, those last three births were scheduled when he was the anesthesiologist at the, at the hospital. Wow. So there's two um, at this particular hospital um, that take turns um, for like scheduled C-sections. And so when he was on, for that, that was when we chose. We were very intentional about the anesthesiologist because I had such um, damaging experience. And he was so good. Two. He's amazing. He and got that in he, there. Well, and we had the, you know, you met him on the third. We had already had experience together. And so um, he, the very first one, he, I explained to him my whole story. The doctor explained to him um my whole story. And he said, okay, we're going to do this different. We're going to do it different for your body. We're going to put you in a different position than we normally do. And I think it's going to be better. So let's you keep talking to me. And if, if it hurts at all, if you get that, that same sensation that you had before you tell me right away, you tell me right away and we'll, I'll back out and we'll, we'll try something else. Super gentle, very patient. Um, but by the time you came and saw us on oh, our third, he, he just knew your. He just he knew, knew, and we okay, we yeah. had we. I was gonna say yeah. you were laughing and chatting. We were, we were laughing time. and chatting. I yep. guess this is the first and only C-section I've ever witnessed. So I guess now in my mind that is how all C-sections <laughs> should be. They should be lovely and empowering. Yeah, typically for an epidural placement, they'll have you sit up with your legs dangling off the edge of the bed, and then put a pillow underneath your stomach and have you rounded, yes, bent forward. He didn't do that with you. Mm-mm, no, um, because of the complications I had with my first two and the residual side effects that I still deal with, um, he decided that putting me on my side and bending me in a C-shape laying on my side was a better way to access Mm -hmm. my spinal column. And it worked like a charm. Yeah. Three babies, no problems. Like, it was great. Like, I don't, I didn't even feel it going in. We talk, we chat, we laugh. Yeah. And he's in out real fast. Like he knows exactly where to go. And what yep. to do. He's, he was super fast and yeah. he let me film it, which is really rare, but yeah, he's super nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, tell me if, if a mom is going into, um, an emergency C-section, if she's not planning on a C-section, but she hears the word C-section coming up yeah. in the discussion, what can she do to kind of prepare herself or what, what do you think she should do? Um, if all moms could entertain the possibility before you even get to the hospital or wait, no, no, center. because thinking about C-section makes it happen, right? No, 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 oh. Oh, okay. no not at all, <laughs> not at all. But you do need to have that plan Z. Like you've gone through all of the other stuff mm-hmm. and this is the last thing and it's going to happen and you're going to have a C-section. What do you want to happen? Go through it in your mind. Do you want a certain kind of music? Do you want the doctors to talk to you? Like about, yep, we're making the, I like them to tell me we're making the initial incision. We've gone through the skin. We're going through the, like I, oh, here's the uterus. Like I like narration Mm -hmm. because it helps me visualize where they are and what they're doing. I'm kind of an anatomy geek, so well, I also like then it. you can put it to the sensations you're feeling, and you can yeah. it makes for a personal experience. Yeah, and the thing about about having a spinal because that's what you'll have, not an epidural. You'll have a spinal block, um, which What's is the different. difference. Um, it's a different placement in the spinal column. So in into the space where they place the medicine, it goes so in a, a little bit. Block, you are not. You can't walk or anything. No. 
No, you are completely out for the count. It's yeah. the kind they used to do in the 80s, the ones yeah. that you you have to wait till they wear off. Now they do like walking epidurals. Yeah, it's different. Okay. It's different. And the um, where they place the needle and put the medicine is in a different spot. Got it. So um, still in the spine. In a different, if I had a, if I had a picture to well, show you. Well, they want to make sure that you can't feel a thing. <laughs> right. Well, and you well, don't no want pain. no pain. You don't want to have any of those pain sensations. You do feel things. You feel pulling. You feel tugging. You feel pushing. You feel pressure. But you should not feel pain. You should not feel a cut. You should not feel, um, you do feel things. Yeah. Um, but you should not feel be pain. feeling pain. There's no suffering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ripping, tearing, you should not be feeling any of that because they do. It, there, There is ripping and tearing <laughs> and cutting. Especially when there's six abdominal scars yeah, on yeah. top of each other. Yep. When there's a lot of scar tissue to go through. That took my breath away. Oh, the other thing. Uh, well, I'll get to that in a minute. Don't let me forget to mention the smell. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just something to be aware of. Okay. Um, so for a mom, for a mom who's... If all moms could just entertain that thought that I could possibly, maybe, in some weird parallel universe, have a C-section, this is what I would like, then if it does happen, if for some reason Mm -hmm. you need to have an emergency section, you're not going into it petrified and unsure of what you want or what could happen. Yeah. So entertain those possibilities and then put it aside. Write it down. And then put it aside. Well, and even ha- you could have a discussion with your care provider. And Absolutely. Just say, so in the remote possibility, that yep. this, even if at home birth, you could yep. talk to your home birth midwife Absolutely. and say, in a remote possibility, could we maybe ask this at the hospital? Yep. And because usually a midwife will come with you as yep. a doula. Yeah. Talk to your spouse, mm-hmm. talk to your midwife, whoever is your doula, anybody that will be in there as your support person. Mm-hmm. If for some weird reason you have to have a C-section. I like to think that... Um, the doctors don't. The doctors don't, in and of themselves, want the C-section to be traumatic. It, no, a doctor, I don't think, goes into practice thinking I want to hurt and scar women. No, but they do want to be efficient. And they want to be efficient, and they want to be, you know. <laughs> so yeah. in their attempt to be efficient, Sometimes it feels they, cold, and it feels yeah. clinical, and it feels. Um, so I think scary communicating with a doctor yeah. is 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 a great way to. go. It's not like they want to. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think most doctors. And also nobody knows what your traumas are. Nobody knows what your sensitivities are. So if you don't voice them, how is he going to know that you're claustrophobic? How is he going to know that you, the smell? Can we talk about the smell? What's the smell? The smell is the smell of burning flesh. So if you've ever burnt yourself accidentally, they cauterize you as the, as the first part of the incision. So it smells like burning hair and burning flesh and it, it's not super pleasant. (laughs) But it is a smell to be aware of. It doesn't stay, but it does happen at the beginning stages. Did that surprise you? Yes. And then I realized, oh, they're using a cauterizing knife. Okay, that makes sense. Like, it took me a second to process, like, why does it smell like something's burning? Why does it smell like flesh is burning? And that's why you don't actually bleed that much. I was surprised. You're not super bloody because they as they are opening they're they're cauterizing Mm -hmm. quickly and so you don't the baby doesn't come out in a pool of blood no no it's actually pretty clean i mean all things considered i mean birth giant i mean birth well yes birth but (laughs) a whole giant hole in your abdomen (laughs) like you would think it would be really really bloody but because they're using cauterizing iron a gun and they use a um what is that vacuum suction thing? So I've heard stuff. they They're can good. do different types of cuts. 
Uh-huh. Did you, what are the different types of cuts? Um, so there's the bikini, which is a horizontal cut, which is the most traditional um, bikini cut. because it can, you can still wear a bikini. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, it's low un- underneath, like f- the top of the, of the low, pelvis. Like it's low. Um, right above the pubic area. Yeah. Right above the pubic area, maybe a couple inches above the pubic area. Um, and it's, a, it's from hip know, to hip from, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. In a little bit from hip to hip. So I don't know how many inches is like that? three or four inches wide or five um, inches. They got to get a baby look, out. Look at where I'm pointing. Oh, maybe like six, seven inches. Yeah. Okay. Probably closer to like seven or eight inches across your, your abdomen that way. And that's the kind of cut you got. And that's the kind of cut I have. Um, and that is the easiest to heal. That has the least complications for future C-sections or um, vaginal deliveries. You can, you can V back after a C-section if you want to. Find your providers that will support you in that. <laughs> but what are the other cuts? Like um, and one the that... other one that's ca- is called a T, and it's a vertical incision. And that one, um, if you have that kind of cut, it'll be because of some other medical reason. Because it's an emergency, right? Um, not necessarily because it's an emergency, because even emergency C-sections, they do the bikini cut. But um, it'll be for some other medical reason mm, um, that it. you have to have. So that's not tea. something you have to ask for a preference. No, you don't need to ask for preference because the T incision is very, um, for a very specific reason. And they'll tell you ahead of time. They should know ahead of time Got if it. you need it or not. Um, like if you have like that. placenta preview, like if your placenta is over the incision site where they would be cutting in, mm. um, if it's really low, like, near the vaginal opening, they will have to do an inverted T um, incision so that they don't cut the placenta. But that's a really rare complication. And I only know of a couple of people that have ever had that situation happen. Um, But once you have an inverted T, from my understanding, you can't V-back. It's harder. It's more dangerous. Um, It's dangerous for Mm -hmm. like uterine rupture and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So um, so what is a, not that you're a doctor, but I'm what not. is a uterine rupture? Um, People always say, you're going to, you're going to explode. <laughs> um, well, uh, when, when it's post C-section, it would be a spot where um, in your, because they have to cut into your uterus to get the baby out, um, where it will just o- reopen in that same spot. Mm. And that's the concern. So it'll open while you're laboring. And then mm-hmm. all that's between you and the baby is the amniotic sac. Yeah. And that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. That's not protection. Not and well, it's not a good thing for you either. Right. No. Yeah. I mean, it's very dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of bleeding and stuff. So yeah, but uh, yeah, it's all right. Like so super, then super rare complication that probably I had a friend that went in for a C-section and she had her nails all done and she had her makeup. I do my toenails. What are some of the empowered, the family-centered C-section? I mean, they're all, birth is empowering by itself. It should be no matter what empowering. But what are the the fun little things you can add to customize your experience? Um, Yeah, you can ask for a mirror to see. If you want to see the whole thing from beginning, they can put up a mirror for you and they will. Um, Drop drapes, clear drapes. Clear drapes are now a thing. It wasn't a thing five years ago, but it's a thing now. Really? Six years ago, but it's definitely a thing now. So you ask for a clear drape. You can see the whole thing. Um, you can, for me, because I get so nauseous, I don't want baby to stay on me until they've pushed the nausea medicines. And I feel like mm-hmm. the nausea is under control. So I don't 
I don't particularly like throwing up on my kids. I don't know about it's you. Personal choice. It's just a personal choice. Um, but if you don't mind it, then <laughs> no. Um, so I mean, just something to be aware of. That is just something I know about my body, mm-hmm. and since I've had so many of them, I know that that's what will happen for yep. me. So. I choose that. But if you want baby right on you, they can put baby right on you and keep baby with you that whole time. That's absolutely a choice. Have you heard about vaginal swabbing? Yes. So if you are wanting to do vaginal swabbing or seeding for um, gut bacteria, you can ask them to do that. And they'll just, they'll take a, um, they put like, a, it's kind of like a tampon, like up your vagina uh-huh. during doing the C-section. They'll take it out and they'll rub it on baby's face and on their mouth. And that's important for seeding um, the gut. So mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know that your baby's basically sterile before yes. it's born. <laughs> it does not have um, a, a working gut. Gut like, flora. Gut flora. Mm-hmm. And so the baby gets that um, generously from its mother as it's passing through that area. Mm-hmm. And the baby's born by C-section will develop a different gut bac- gut flora, bacteria, yeah. kind of colonization than a baby born vaginally. Yes. And that can cause... Um, some food sensitivities, allergies, mm-hmm. IBS, that sort of thing. And um, it is because I didn't learn about vaginal seeding um, until after my last one was born. But it does make a lot of sense because I, my kids all have it, issues. They all have <laughs> with, digestive, like, issues digestive issues. Digestive issues, all of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except for one. All of them but one. I don't know why he doesn't. But Maybe because he threw up especially on him? I made of, Just I made I of puked right in him. Don't I don't know. Different, yeah. different bacteria. There aren't bacteria in your stomach. Just joking. Yeah. Different yeah. set of acids. <laughs> yeah. For sure. No. I, yeah. I don't know why he got lucky. He's just super healthy. But <laughs> so, his genes won out, I guess. Yeah. So um, the... Can a doula attend a, a labor or a, a birth in a, not a labor, don't labor. A C-section. A C-section. Yeah. yeah. Can you have your doula in the room with you? It depends on hospital policy. Um, you can request that. I would talk to your provider about it. It may necessitate re- signing some paperwork, getting special permissions. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there are some hospitals that are more um, friendly to that than others. So know your hospital, know your provider. Again, um, interviewing before your absolutely. birth. Absolutely. Finding out all of your... Because it is an option. When we went in for your birth, it was like they parted the Red Sea. They they laid down the red carpet and parted the Red Sea. It was <laughs> yeah. all red. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, for me to come in, and it's because we did so much pre-birth homework. And we yep. talked to them, and, and we told them exactly why we wanted to do the film, and... And they, um, not saying that you'll get that, what we got. I think ours was a huge grace. Yes. yes. <laughs> but, um, but just because, because we'd had so much communication when there was nothing to explain. Yeah. Like they, they had, knew we were coming they, and they knew what we were doing. Yeah. yeah. They had the releases. They, I, mm-hmm. I talked to, they had expectations for me of what I could and couldn't film. I couldn't film logos. I couldn't yep. film nurse faces, but I could yeah. film the procedure. I got to film your actual um, epidural mm-hmm. procedure, which is, you know, so it was, it was really cool because we'd had so much communication. Everything was clear. Yeah. And really that's what it comes down to is communicating and finding the providers that will communicate with you that you feel supported with and empowered with. And I was able to find that. I was very lucky <laughs> to be able to find that, but that took a lot of effort on my part. I had to shop around. I had to doctor shop. I had to go in and tell my pour out my heart and tell my fears and my worries and my triggers to a lot of doctors before I found the one that was like, no, I, I feel you. Like, really? Yes, I, can, many- I probably saw eight other doctors really? be- mm-hmm, before I found the one. And you knew he was the one because he, he because was- he listened. 
he because he's the other ones would just say things like, no, like you can't have that or well they were just like oh well that happens like really blase about it like oh about my trauma about my trauma around birth and about how i was scared about certain things happening again they're like oh well you have that that'll happen like it was just very blase and they they were like oh i'm sure it wasn't that bad and i'm sure like trying to negate what mm-hmm. i what my experiences were they weren't there they don't know yeah like, they don't know and so i it took me a long time to find a doctor who was like oh i'm so sorry that happened and yes we can absolutely do things different and yes we can talk about it and yes we can have choices and you can make decisions and yes absolutely when i had come up against Meh. yeah <laughs> but with you know like me whatever these other doctors That's not just, very empowering. No, way. when you go to someone and you pour out your heart and all of your fears and all of your concerns and all of your worries, and they go, yeah, and they go, well, well, we have that. <laughs> don't poke my wound. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I don't. Okay, I don't feel comfortable with you. I'm sorry. Walk so away. that is happening, whether it's a C-section plan or not. Like whether I, with any provider, I think yeah. that a lot of birth trauma, if not all birth trauma is a client-provider mismatch. For sure. Because I've been to births where they take my breath away and yet the client is so over the moon happy with how things went because she felt heard and cared for and seen and that the provider was quick to provide everything that 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 mom needed. And then I've I've gone to others where it was completely out of the realm of her expectations of how she was treated and she's traumatized. And both births like medically would be identical. Yeah. And it's, it's so... So the biggest thing is I, I, my second, my second birth was traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually kind of knew it was going to be traumatic. And I had looked to change providers at 39 weeks. I interviewed another mm-hmm. doctor. And when that doctor asked for my medical records at my original doctor's place, um, they called me and basically begged for me to stay because, um, they don't get the bulk of their payment through insurance until you actually birth. So right. I think that was a motivation um, and also an ego thing. I don't know. For we won't sure. get into that. But they begged me to stay. And I said, okay, well, then I want this and I want that and I want this. And they said, they said, we promise you'll have everything that you want. And when it all came down to it, I they didn't. I got nothing that I wanted. Yeah. And I had to fight for everything that I did get. Mm-hmm. And um, so the birth was traumatic. But at the same time, I there was a different take to it because I realized... Not that I blame myself, but I kind of put myself in that position by not following my gut and transferring yeah. when I had the chance. For sure. So again, no that. shame or guilt. But my advice to a, a mom would be, if you're feeling discontented with your provider, please follow your gut. You are not a crazy pregnant woman. You no. do not have hysteria in the whole ancient no. Greek. <laughs> not at all. That- you are not You are not broken. And no. you can, if there is something, a provider, you're not. For sure broken no if if you're feeling that sense of i don't feel safe i don't feel supported i or even if you're feeling lukewarm if you're if you're feeling like me look for somebody else mm-hmm. look for someone that makes you feel oh yeah and you can switch i mean i was hired at 6 a.m yeah <laughs> um just 15 minutes after uh the midwife was hired for a baby born before noon so yeah. i mean you can change your mind on oh for dime. sure i've had friends and clients. So I also work as a doula now, but, um, I've had friends and clients switch 38, 39 weeks. Do it. Do it. And, and for going back to emergency C-sections, you're not going to hurt their feelings. No. 
and <laughs> it's not about them anyway. Yeah, it's, it's not about, about you. them. So even if their feelings are hurt, it's not it your does, fault. Right, that's what I'm saying. You it's can't possibly hurt their feelings because it's not about them. It's, no, it's yeah. not about them. But one of the things um, I now know is that, and and I've had to do this once. Um, doctors and nurses that are on call, especially if you go in for an emergency C-section, um, you can fire them. You can kick them out. They do not have to be your provider. They will find you with somebody else. Tell me more about that. So you can say, and I've had one nurse, oh my goodness, I was going to punch that girl. But out of scope of practice, you cannot as a doula punch Oh, no, no, nurse. not a doula. As, oh, as, as a, a mom. As a mom. Was this your last one? No. Oh. This was with my fourth. She kept, like, she was treating me like I didn't know anything. And I was like, this is my fourth kid, honey. Back it up. Like, <laughs> I know how to birth. I can. Baby. I know how to change a diaper. I know how to breastfeed. I got this. I do not need your help. Go away. And she wasn't hearing me, so I had to talk to the head nurse and say, and "She I, comes in my room again. She cannot come near me or my child." And they said, "Okay." And so she was removed from rotation in my to my room. Perfect. And that was fine. And that was fine. She was probably relieved because you weren't taking her gems of wisdom anyway. <laughs> she was very set in her ways. <laughs> she was an older nurse and just kind of, you know. Well, that's the thing you have to remember that you're going into a hospital. Like no matter how much planning you have, you're going into a setting where the nurses are completely. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get to pick schedule. the nurse. It's not- yeah, you don't get to pick your nurse ahead of time, but you can tell them this person is not working for me and they are not allowed to be come into my room. They're not allowed to, you know, get me somebody else. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do it. It makes your stay better and makes your recovery better. It makes, I mean, those hours and days are precious. Yeah. Um, with a C-section, you're in three days post um, until they take your staples out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, the earliest I've gone home was like two days. But, well, that's fast. Yeah. So but tell a little you, bit. So post, they want to see you um, eating and drinking, mm-hmm. passing gas and peeing. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> well, because you got these things rearranged. Uh-huh. And yeah. they, and they want to see you up and walking. So if you can do all of those things, if you can prove that you're doing all of those things and you're... Such a big girl. Do it. <laughs> I, d- I went home. Let's see. Was it my third or my fourth? can't remember yeah um it was one of the girls so either my third or my fourth i think it might have been leah um no it must have been joanna <laughs> it must have been it's okay uh, it must it must have been my fourth um i went home early um a day early because i was i got up and i, I always get up and do those things with my other births too but i was like oh, i want to go home now let's go perfect <laughs> and so they're like all right um, you've checked, uh, you've checked all the boxes. You may leave. Oh, and your recovery with a C-section is longer at home too. So oh, what for kind sure. of support do you need to have in place? You need to have meals. You need to have someone coming in and cleaning. No excuses. You need meals. You need meals. You need, your if friend you ha- group needs to step mm-hmm. it up. Your church group needs to step it up. Your yep. mom and your mother-in-law needs to yep. step it up. Unless Absolutely. they're scary, then don't let them step it up. <laughs> <laughs> all the people that are your support people that you love yep. and that cherish you and that you um, want in your that you can have in your space 
make that make them come have them come because and you unabashedly cannot. oh yeah you know literally you cannot meals on wednesday so who gets to feed me right and my family? absolutely absolutely and we don't eat cheese <laughs> yeah no but you know what so many people say oh if you need anything to let me know and then as a culture we're like oh thanks like that's supposed to like help be helpful in some way yeah, yeah. and i think that actually telling somebody i would like you to bring me a meatless lasagna on wednesday evening at 6 p.m yes I would actually really, really like fall over head over heels to serve this person because mm-hmm. now the expectations are very clear and I yes. don't have to like guess and I don't have to fumble around and try and be like. Well, and things are a little bit easier now that with like we have like, you know, DoorDash or Grubhub or whatever, all this food delivery Fine. services. Call in a pizza. You call, call in. Do not get up and cook. Do not get up and, and do things. Your body has just had major trauma mm-hmm. and it needs to heal i made the mistake with my first one because i didn't know any better and two because he was in the nicu and i ne- wanted to see him but i was i was up way too much and i opened my incision and ended up in the emergency room please do oh, not do that please do not do that it is makes it even harder to heal the second time around yeah. when you've busted it all back open again <laughs> so don't do it. Learn from my experience. <laughs> Don't do it. Take the time. Be down. Stay down. Yeah. Take it easy. Let that body recover. It's got, it's got a long, it's got an eight inch whatever incision to heal. Well, like you think any other surgery, if you had knee surgery or shoulder surgery, like yeah. any other surgery with a scar that big, people would be like, no, oh, you're not going to be back in the office for like eight weeks, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> do the full six weeks and stay down and, 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 and you may not feel better after six weeks. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Go with how you feel. Some of my C-sections, I felt really good at six weeks. And some of them, I still felt really crappy. I, a lot, I, sometimes it has to do with the amount of blood you lost in the, in the mm-hmm. delivery too. Yep, for sure. So take the time and gather your group, gather your tribe, and, and have them do not clean. Vacuuming. That's no. what the pre-birth nesting was all about. Yeah. You were supposed Do to get not. <laughs> vacuuming is so bad for your incision because it requires oh. your core muscles to engage. Do not do it. <laughs> all you should be doing is snuggling your baby and feeding your baby and changing diapers. Does that nursing change when you have a um a C-section? Does it affect how your milk comes in? I haven't had any problems with it. Um for some moms they might need a little extra support like um herbs um, to kind of help that milk come in. But generally, no, most moms, I would say 90% of moms don't have a problem with it. Cool. Yeah. My milk's come in just fine. (laughs) (laughs) And very, very, a plethora of it. Yes. Just fine. Just fine. (laughs) So So, is there anything other, you know, pearls of wisdom you could give us about um, C-sections? Find your, find your provider. And a good provider. Um, talk about what you want. And I'm just going to let the universe know that I have a dream someday of C section ORs that are lit more lovely mm-hmm. and that aren't so darn cold. I know I they know. have it cold for a reason, but can we find other ways to sterilize things? And well, they, and they also have it cold for body temp for mom that helps with blood loss. When your blood vessels are constricted because you're cold, oh, it, it helps with blood loss. Miserable, though. I know. It's cold. I've heard you can ask for a heated blanket, though. Like You I mean, can. Oh, absolutely. They'll put heated blankets over your chest area. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Yeah. And maybe wouldn't it be cool if if you could have your doula or your mom come for sure in along with your partner? Yeah, I think I think if you if they if we could make it a rule that you could have two support people in every C-section. We're just letting everybody know that's our that would desire. be amazing as a mom. I mean, again, we yeah. understand why they don't do it. But two, it's just two people. I was not in the way. No. I and you just... were even taking pictures. I know. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was great. Yeah. So if we could all, if we could be a little bit supportive to mom, more to the moms and let them have their two support people. Oh, the other thing I noticed at your birth is um, they, they had this interesting policy where they wouldn't let you hold your baby or nurse your baby until you had stopped bleeding sufficiently and oh in recovery interesting because you know nursing clamps down do they not want you to clamp down traditionally or um no they want you to um part part of mine was that i also had a tubal ligation um and as they don't do your okay so because you have i had the tubal ligation um, normally they do that hard uterine oh, massaging to yes. help you, your uterus clamp down. They couldn't do that because of the tubal ligation. Got it. And so I had some extra complications because of some choices that I had made with mm-hmm. this. So it took a longer. Generally, I'm in recovery maybe 15 minutes, mm. maybe 15, Got 20 it. minutes. And then I'm upstairs. But massage. because they couldn't do the um, uterine massage as intensely as they normally do because of the tubal ligation. They didn't want those tubes to find each other. They didn't want those to connect and then have to be in charge of redoing it. (laughs) (laughs) So they were, it was a fine line that they were trying to walk, trying to balance. Got it. Normally, normally they get in there, they massage that belly up. Explain that to you. Oh, I knew it going in. Yeah. I did know it going in that they weren't going to do the aggressive abdominal massaging to help the uterus um, shrink down and clamp down because of the tubal ligation. Wow. But yeah. Fascinating. Then led led to some extra bleeding for me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which was interesting. Fun times, yeah, right? fun times. It actually um, ended up being a longer recovery process for me. I ended up continuing to hemorrhage for a couple of weeks postpartum and ended up with a very large blood clot and back in the hospital. So, Did you like, end up with a transfusion with that one? I had two transfusions of blood at, mm-hmm. the, one, at the hospital right after the C-section um, and then a week post after I lost a huge blood clot and then had a lot of bleeding after the clot. So wow. um, I had two sets of transfusions i think i ended up with like four of the four liters or whatever it is of blood replaced in total so they took good I mean, care of you though yeah no they did and things happen like yeah things i had happen. i had so many complications with that last pregnancy in general being on bed rest at week 12 having to have surgery at seven months pregnant having to have a c-section two months post surgical (laughs) then having the tubal ligation and not being able to like clamp down that uterus as well like all of these things made it for a really hard complicated Mm -hmm. um very unique situation like my other two chosen c-sections were so easy um compared to my first two because i went in educated because i knew what my choices were i had doctor shopped and found the person that i felt safe and supported with um i knew what to expect they knew what to expect we had a plan we had lots of communications and discussions 
Mm-hmm. Um, everyone knew we were all on the same page. Things went exactly how I wanted them to. I got to see my babies be born. I got to have them with me. Um, just all of the things, all of the yummy, wonderful things that you want when you're having a baby, um, I got to have. Um, and it didn't matter that I was having a C-section. I yeah. got to have all of those things. And you can. You can have all those things. You can have that immediate skin to skin. You can have that, you know, vaginal seating. You can have the drapes dropped. You can watch mm-hmm. the procedure. You can have your music choice. You can ask the doctors not 10, to talk. And 10,000 moms next year go into the hospital and say, I would like classical music being played in the delivery room, please. I yes. bet that would become hospital protocol. Yeah. <laughs> so make your what you want. If if that's what you want, then make it happen. Find the provider that's going to let, make not let, that's going to make it happen for you. Find those people. I found my team. I found my OB. I found, and he helped me find the um, anesthesiologist. And those two people rocked my world and changed how I interact with the medical community and how I feel about myself and how I feel about my births and how um, I find trusting individuals. Yeah, like they they changed this person. From a really fearful, terrified, panicky But you person. changed that person by by saying, you know what? I'm going to choose to do it different. And yes. I believe that I can find a team. Yes. And yes, you found I did. the team. I did. And they went above and beyond. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. And if ever love... some miracle happens that I'm pregnant again, they will be my team. It's not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. We've already been through that. Yeah. Not going to happen. We're all done at five kids. <laughs> yeah. And see six abdominal surgeries. Yes, yes. But I just done. love hearing your story and I love how you just, you have no fear. No. And, and, and you believe that C-section, as I do, that C-section is, there's no wrong way to birth. You no. absolutely can't have a wrong birth. And that C-section is um, a very... Even a planned C-section is a very valid choice, and mm-hmm. you're not you're not a failure in any way, shape, or form. No, if you give birth for some people, C-section. that is their choice, and yep. that is absolutely mm-hmm. okay. And have just just know know what you're doing. Know what you're doing. Uh, yeah, actually, if it for anyone, whether you're planning it or whether that is the farthest yep. thing from your mind, can cons- think about it. Think about what you would like in your yep. options and. Make sure that your provider can make that happen yeah. for you. And that your partner if, also knows. What, absolutely. Your partner, you, your so doula, your, your midwife, your team, your whoever your yep. support team is, that they know what your wishes are surrounding C-section. So um, you're also a doula. Yes. So as we close, tell everybody how they can find more about you um, online. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Heart to Hands Doula Services or through Birth Circle. Um also, my name is Soraya Price or my business, Heart to Hands Doula Services. Um, I'm there. And then if you're local to Utah, um, I now have an <laughs> office in <Yay>! Springville. <laughs> Thank you again so much for coming. Yeah. It's been fun. Thanks for having me. I don't often get to share all of my yeah. stories. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Please visit us at birthcircle.com. Join our Facebook groups or find us on Instagram and Pinterest. We hope you'll use our resources to support your birthing experience. And thank you to Launchpod Media, who produces these podcasts.